Blog Talk Radio. July 1st edition 2021. My name is Raina Starr along with Star Bustamante. Just to let you all know, the 415, the opinions expressed on the 415 are those of myself and my co-host and are not a reflection on the Wild Hunt or any of its subsidiaries or representatives. And today we have to issue a trigger warning. So, For the following topics, folks may want to tune out. It will be the first topic we hit today, but just in case things might upset you, the trigger warning is content. We will be talking about disease, death, and children. So if you want to tune back in, give us about five minutes. We are going to go ahead and start with that story. So Welcome to it. We are here to talk about the Delta variant and what's going to happen next. Star, you had said that um, it looks like children are actually going to be more susceptible. Susceptible, I can speak. Um, now, uh, well, right now. Or potentially, uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, The Delta variant makes up about 25% of the cases um, worldwide and, I believe, in the U.S. also. Um, They are seeing a rise in cases in children. Um, There was just a a big outbreak of, like, 100 cases connected to a, um, a Christian summer camp. Um, where the um, the ch- no one wore masks inside, and uh, you know, so far they've traced about a hundred uh, cases, all Delta variant, I believe, to that summer camp. Um, yeah. You know, so so far, the cases regard you know affecting children are are still are low. But what they're seeing is that, um, you know, and part of this reflects the vaccination status in that uh, mm-hmm. children, uh, ch- you know, children under, uh, what is it, six? No, under under 11 and under are not yet eligible mm-hmm. to, uh, to receive the vaccine. So it makes sense that you would begin to see more cases in that age group. Um, and also, yeah. then you have the people who are just, you know, not looking to be, they don't want to be vaccinated. Uh, mm-hmm. But most of, the biggest group of people that have been vaccinated are like the, you know, 65 and up group. And then you have yeah. the uh, the 50 and up group, which is the second largest largest group, I, I believe that have been vaccinated. Uh, so you're starting to see yeah. more cases in younger people. Now, my uh-huh. uh, my feeling is that where this is ultimately headed is that as more variants are spun off, um, because that's how that's how viruses like this function. Uh, you know, they continue to um, to mutate, and you get different variations of of the virus or variants. Uh, so what we have right now is the Delta variant, which is a lot more contagious, apparently. Uh, they don't necessarily yeah. think that it's more severe, but they they do note that it is much more contagious. Now, exactly what that means is not clear. Does it, uh, right. you know, does it spread more easily on surfaces? Uh, probably. Uh, I've not seen uh, definitive research on that. And I think really, you know, you have to remember that normally when you get research on, on something like this, it, it's it's months after the fact. So, 
Oh, yeah. The, the research has been thoroughly vetted and, you know, it's peer approved. And they're like, okay, so this is, you know, we did these tests, blah, blah, blah. And then all these other scientists weighed in right. and tried to duplicate their tests and yada, 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 and on and on. Anyway, and then you have vetted uh, research that is peer reviewed and so you can pretty much trust it. But what we're what we've seen from the beginning with the with the pandemic is that we've seen a lot of research be published that has not been vetted, that has not been peer reviewed, and uh, then makes it into the news cycle, which is, has resulted in kind of a ping ponging effect of oh don't wear masks, do wear masks, oh we're all going to die, no we're not, um, <laughs> back and forth, you know. Um, because, you know, whoever the science editor is for any given media outlet, you know, is reading the research and saying, oh, my God, well, this is what the current research says. But it may not be accurate because – and they don't always stress that because, you know, it hasn't been vetted yet. So, anyway, which is a really long way of saying we don't really fucking know. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know where – uh, what the Delta variant is is, is going to end up looking like, but we do know that right. the majority of cases, the new cases that we're seeing, do seem to be uh, the Delta variant, and it's in over 80 countries now. Uh, Australia just locked down uh, yeah. again as a, as a result of that. Um, but I think that it's reasonable to expect that if we do not get as many people vaccinated as humanly possible, we will eventually right. see a variant that impacts children much greater than what we have seen so far. I think that's just the common. It, it would be it would be shocking if if it if it you know like if it just goes away. I'll color, color me shocked because I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll be surprised well, I mean, if children it, end up not being affected by it. And um, I, I don't know enough to be dangerous about diseases. I'm just going to put that right there. Um, but my understanding is that there have already been a number of mutations and at least a few other variants prior to Delta. So I don't oh, sure. know why anyone would think – I don't know why anyone would think that this is like a – just a new thing that's that's going to stop or easily be cured. It, it seems as though this particular uh, originating COVID-19 was the thing we were first getting hit with, and now we've had all these different mutations, and we've had vaccines, but those of us who've had vaccines, I mean, I don't want people to think that you're invincible just because you had a vaccine. Or you had the vaccine. No. You still have you to can. take care and caution. Yeah. Because I think people are too. I think. I think. And I don't know, but my feeling was was that the way the restrictions were being lifted was a little too uh, not random, but not supported. Like not given enough information because you've told a large swath of the population. You don't have to wear your masks anymore, and I think that's very dangerous. Personally, I'm I'm not a doctor. Well, I'm just saying. Well, there there have been you know dozens of variants. Uh, so far, what we do know is that the majority of the vaccines do seem to be effective in preventing uh, the the Delta variant. Uh, now, but there have been there have been what are known as breakthrough infections. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I know uh, a couple of people who have been, you know, who had either family members or someone that they knew who uh, had been fully vaccinated and then uh, got the Delta variant. So, I, you know, wow. I think, which, which is why anybody, you know, when you go into places, especially, you know, I'm sure it's less where you are. Um, it's definitely greater up here uh, where I am. We are, you know, anybody that works in a position where they deal with the public, whether they're working in a restaurant or retail or grocery, whatever, they're wearing masks for the most part, um, you know, yeah. and I'm wearing a mask. When I'm, when I'm at my, my little retail job, I'm wearing a mask anytime there is anybody yeah. in the store. Now, the people I work with, when it's just us and there's no one in the store, we may take our masks off to eat or drink or whatever, 
but um, sure. when there are other people in the store, you know, we're, we're masked. So, I mean, it's definitely something that everybody needs to be aware of. If you have people in your family that you love, encourage them to get, to get vaccinated. Uh, encourage them, yeah. you know, if you, if, uh, you know, and if they, if they say, well, hey, I've had the, I've had the virus. Uh, I know I had the virus. Uh, I would encourage them to go and get an antibody test done. I think that you can still get an antibody test done for free when you donate blood. Um, and ah. which, which as, yeah. as an aside, um, pretty much everybody is looking for blood. Um, the Red Cross yeah. supplies are way down, um, which means that uh, emergency rooms, hospitals are desperate or units of, of, of blood. So if you have the ability to donate, right. you should you should donate anyway. But I think most of, of the places that you can donate blood um, and have blood tests run, like Blood Connection, um, yeah, that they will do they will do a free antibody test for you. I believe. Now I'm not 100% sure on that. I know they were doing it for a while, but also people who have high levels of antibodies. You know, from the, the actually having the virus, they you know they were using that blood um, to help other people who had who were who were severely ill with the with COVID nineteen. So anyway, wow, so that's, good that's, to know. that's that's what I've got that's on that. Awful. I mean, the bottom line is, if you're around children, you probably should be wearing a mask whether you're vaccinated or not, because you're protecting them Absolutely. as 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 much as you are your yourself. So that's. That's yeah. my take and on your that. Own family. Yeah. Agreed. 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 So that was that story. <laughs> Moving right yeah. along. Um, so apparently, you and I had been discussing that there was um, in Canada, and I think you had said. And I apologize, folks, because this this story also potentially involves children. Um, but but now you know. Um, and apparently somewhere in Canada, and I apologize for not knowing exactly where, but apparently um, one of the residential schools found, and wow. it was with some kind of machinery you had been telling me about, um, some kind of graves with unmarked graves with children underneath. There was some kind of a – what was the name of the machine you were telling me about that finds okay. things under so, the – So about a month ago, um, Canada, starting in about the uh, late 20s, I think, uh, maybe even earlier that in some cases, set up what were known as Indian residential schools, and they were run by the Catholic right. Church for the most part. Um uh-huh. The first one uh, was well. These are all of the ones so far have been in British Columbia. As of yesterday, there is now a third one. There have been three oh boy uh, three residential schools. Um, the first one they found two hundred, which was the Kamloops. Uh, residential, which I'm probably not saying that right. Um, I apologize for my pronunciation. Uh, they found the remains of 215 children that were in unmarked graves. Uh, how they discovered these was they used uh, what's known as ground penetrating radar. Um, penetrating radar, right. yes, ground penetrating radar, yes. Um, which it does have an error rate rate of a, of about between ten and fifteen percent. Um, but so they they located these uh, unmarked graves. Uh, they're pretty sure that, that mm-hmm. most of those are are children. Uh, but of course they they won't know for sure until uh, you know the site has been excavated. Then right. the next one. To be checked with ground penetrating radar was the mm-hmm. Maryville uh, 
Indian residential school. Right. And they this lo- one they is located 10 to 11 acres, they, you had said. Yeah, and, and that one, they found at least uh, 751 sites of, of possible remains. Now, there's no way to tell at this point yet whether, you know, all of those sites, uh, what kind of remains they contain, uh, whether, you know, there, there could be more than one person buried in each of the sites, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then you have to allow for that 10 to 15% uh, error rate. But still, that's a lot right. of that's a lot of bodies now, and it's also possible that uh, you know people from uh, that were members of the church or the community are buried in some of those. And I mean, and it's also possible that there were headstones uh, at one point that were that were for some reason removed. Um, but as it stands, there you know these are unmarked graves, and it's also I want to make clear this is not a mass, you know, grave site in, in the sense that like a bunch of people were murdered and you know or died right. suddenly or you know whatever. These were you right. know graves that were that were um, created over time and they're unmarked, um, but there's uh, a lot of uh, precedence for. This to be, I mean, there are, the Canadian government issued uh, uh, a council called uh, Truth and and Reconciliation uh, that basically basically said, you know, that what had been done with these residential schools was, in their opinion, uh, cultural uh, genocide. And there are many, there are survivors from all of these schools who uh, speak of the irreparable harm that was done to them, uh, you know, as residents of these schools, um, you know, they were forced to not speak their language, to not honor their own culture, they, you know, I, I mean, you name it. It's, it's, I don't think we, I don't, I don't think we mentioned that these are First Nation peoples. That, right, that right. We're talking they're, about here. Right, yeah, they are they are First Nation uh, peoples. Uh, all children in Canada between the ages of I don't know, like five and twelve, maybe were, or it might even be older than that, were uh, basically forced to it to be sent to these these schools. Like they didn't have any choice. Also, just for mm-hmm. our listeners who might not be familiar. Uh, while we refer to um, anyone who is a member of a tribe as a Native American, in Canada they're referred to as First Nation uh, peoples and Indigenous peoples. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's, it's pretty awful. Um, so far, the church has not has said they're going to be cooperative, but they haven't exactly been cooperative because they've been kind of reluctant to turn over some of their records. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, right. we'll see, we'll see what, where, where this goes. Um, but the, the other thing that we all need to be aware of is that the U.S. had similar practices and policies uh, for Native Americans in this country. And, uh, yep. you know, a quick, inter- a quick Internet search will offer up uh, probably way more information than you ever want to know about the kind of abuse that was that was leveled at uh, at Native Americans and how you know they were forced to uh, you know to to speak English to not speak their own language to not practice their yeah. own religious beliefs um, you know in addition so in addition to being stripped of their land. Uh, and any number of other horrible things that uh, collectively we've done to to tribes. Yep. We also all of the prejudicial abuse you can imagine. 
Yeah, yep. I mean, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, and then and so, so now there's that, a uh, there there's a third uh, a third unmarked uh, grave site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is at wonder- Saint Eugene's, uh, also in Canada. These are all these have all been um, for the most part in British Columbia, but there were schools, uh, yeah. you know, across across the nation. Um, so the and the most recent one is looks like about 182 graves. Um, but the commission that produced the Truth and, and Recon- Reconciliation Report, you know, I mean, they had said that there were that, that there were likely thousands of uh, of these cases. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I mean, there were unbelievable. You know, I think the last I think the last time that I that I went and looked, um, I think there was a total of about twenty. 20 of these residential schools in that part of Canada. Uh, so this is probably only going to get worse. Um, one of the other, one mm-hmm. the other thing I want to mention is that um, a group of U S Catholic bishops have uh, come forward and are pledging uh, to help with a review of uh, indigenous boarding schools. And uh, so whether, whether or not that genuinely helps or just adds to, (laughs) just compounds the problem is yet to, uh, is, is remains to be seen. Um, Right. So, yeah. Um, And anybody that wants to read, uh, what the Truth and uh, Reconciliation Commission had to say when they released their report in 2015, um, you know, an easy, you, you can find it uh, easily by just searching uh, Truth and Reconciliation Com- Commission Canada, and you can read the entire, the entire r- report um, according to, according to their records and I think you have to acknowledge that they're probably are dealing with incomplete records. Uh, over 6,000 students uh, died as a result of these schools. So imagine sending your kid. Well, first of all, imagine having the government say, okay, your kid has to go to the school and then they come and collect your kid. And then you never ever hear or see them again, hear from or see them again. Um, wow, and, that sounds and that, really familiar. <laughs> Just saying, that sounds like other, yeah. other. I mean, and not that I'm equating one with the other, but, you know, there were instances in Germany where people were collected and their loved ones never saw them again. Um, I, I, I know that it was not necessarily... Uh, the initial intention when you send a child to a school uh, that you're forcing them to go to that you're necessarily planning on on injuring this child. But if something happens and and your family doesn't even know where your body is, I I would find that extremely upsetting. Uh, To put it, please note the sarcasm. I think I would really be beyond myself. Um, I mean, I even think imagine. The, the bigger the bigger problem, you know, in addition to the fact that there were, you know, I mean, we're talking thousands of children that um, yeah. just kind of, you know, that died and their families were never notified, you know. They didn't even yep. try to notify yep. them. And uh, so, you know, um, which, I mean, we're talking of you know, about uh, roughly about 150,000 First Nation children that were forced to to go to these schools. And I, and I don't think that it's, um, I do not think that it's fair to equate it with what happened in Nazi Germany. Right. And I tried to, I, I do, to draw that distinction. Right. I mean, I do think that, you know, I mean, the similarity of, of 
forcing people to go to a camp of some sort is, you know, there is a similarity there. But I think that, um, you know, whatever their intention was, I mean, I don't think that it was, they weren't looking to <laughs> to specifically right. murder children. I think they were looking more to assimilate right. them and stamp out their culture because it was one that, that they that they didn't understand. Whereas in Nazi Germany, it was just to, you know, I mean, their goal was to eliminate anybody that that they of, of decided was, uh, did not meet their standards of, of you know, supremacy, as it, as exactly. it were. Um, right. And that was case, the, only, the only similarity I was trying to draw, of course, was the not knowing um, where your loved one is and them being taken from you. Um, um, yeah. So that's pretty horrible you know i i would say you know i mean it is the, the whole thing is horrible and there's going to be now that they have you know found this many i mean so this specific close you know uh, over a thousand unmarked graves at this point um yeah there's gonna you're gonna hear more about this and you're also gonna see it uh you know in the U.S. Uh, as as well, because we had our own we had our own uh, boarding schools and and ways that you know and I mean uh, the U.S. Has, the U.S. has not been any better or kinder to uh, to the Native Americans in, in this country, which no. uh, you know uh, there have been a number of cases this week. Uh, well, over the last few weeks where there has been land that has been, um, you know, given back to, to Native tribes. Um, I think that you're going to see more of that as well, uh, because there's a definite focus on uh, reparations. Yep. Both uh, for the black community and also... Uh, within within native communities, um, right? And and every story that happens <clears throat> that gets that gets reported on uh, in connection with oh, we seem to have lost our co-host. <laughs> Our co-host will be right back, but in essence, what we were talking about was the fact that there are new calls for reparations, and, and I'm hoping that it expands. I'm hoping that more is done to give back to the people that our country has definitely stolen from. Oh, you're back. Hello. Good to see you. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's an unplugged myself. Uh, anyway, so um, like the most recent case of land being deeded back to uh, to tribes is uh, the uh, Department of the Interior. There's a land that was part of the National Bison Range, um, which was you know which is extraordinary in a couple of ways. First of all. Um, it was one of the first plots of land that was uh, that was established uh, in an attempt to uh, to preserve a species, uh, which that happened in yeah. 1908. Um, mm -hmm. And so the 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 tribal land, and it, it, it's a little confusing um, because both of the tribes uh, in that part of Montana, technically it was it, it was still their land, but it was. But they did not. They couldn't use it for anything other than it being the the bison uh, range. And oddly enough, oh. um, mm -hmm. you know, this was this was actually agreed to under under Trump. Um, but it, it formally has passed has passed back in into into uh, tribal uh, hands. And now they can decide what they what they want to do with the land, um, and this is just one of several cases. Uh, you know, I think that you're going to see more and more of of these types of cases um, where tribal land is handed back, 
Um, yeah. You know, and there's a huge, you know, a number of cities have uh, passed legislation uh, that is intent on addressing uh, issues of reparations for African Americans. Uh, yep. You know, and I, and I think that this is just, we are going to see more and more of this, uh, you know, greater pushes for equality, um, you know, across the board. And I think it's really easy to, um, to kind of lose the thread of that when you look at a lot of what's being said politically what's being said Absolutely. you know on 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 the far especially on the far right um yep you know the critical race theory you know i mean the people who oppose reparations and equality and the actual teaching of you know of history okay uh yep. and i don't know how yep. you I, I mean, some of the lists that I've seen just in the in the last week or so that address critical race theory. I mean, like there's this long list of words that that shouldn't be used in the classroom. It's like, well, you can you you can teach uh, sociology, psychology, or any of those things at you know at a college level without using some of the words that they find to be offensive and divisive. Um, but yeah. the bottom line is, first of all, nobody's fucking even teaching critical race theory in, in elementary schools to, to, to begin with. Um, I just saw this morning right. there was a huge demonstration in Sumner County in Tennessee of people who are angry that, you know, about critical race theory, which is not being taught in the school that they were <laughs> protesting in front of. Okay. Um, sorry, I lose my composure here a little bit. Um, but the the thing that I think is really important to, to point out is that the noise that the right yeah. is generating is generated yeah. by a small number of people who are not in the majority. They're the minority, and they're, they make up a small minority. And the only reason that people are even paying any attention to this at all is because you have idiots like Hannity and uh, – Tucker Carlson spewing this stuff out there onto the airwaves and making it a, you know, like it's the worst thing ever, which is also, it's a fabulous, fabulous way to distract people from some of the things that are happening. Like, Oh, I don't know. Um, You know, perhaps could it be perhaps the creation of the January 6th select committee could, could, could that be something we want to distract people from? That could I be can't imagine. Shocking. Oh, uh, can you imagine? We're moving ahead with the select committee to investigate the insurrection on January 6th. And, Star, please tell folks who has accepted an appointment to this committee. Well, today's latest outrage, uh, for those of you playing along at home, um, <laughs> is uh, – Liz Cheney has uh, has been uh, asked and accepted to be a committee member. Um, so I think that's that's real, you know. And uh, the minority leader uh, McCarthy in in the House is uh, is very unhappy with this, and even said that if she would accept. Uh, you know, such a position, then then she was probably more a Democrat and less than a Republican. So, wow, they'll say uh, anything, won't they? They'll yeah, just say anything, yeah, won't they? Because they they certainly apparently will. Um, so that's I can hardly wait to see how how that is is going to uh, is going to evolve. Um, uh, I have not seen yet a full list of, of who's uh, who's been in, invited to uh, participate or serve as a, as an uh, as a committee member, and, but yeah, it's it. I mean, Liz Cheney is anything but a Democrat. 
Um, she's about as conservative as they come. And, uh, you know, the Republicans have already censured her because she refuses to repeat the big lie or, um, yep. you know, or, or not well, call them out. She speaks out against it. Yeah. yeah. She's called them she, out on their bullshit repeatedly. And, and un- unapologetically. Um, right on. Which all of this, all of this kind of highlights, um, I mean, I think that if you look at uh, Bill Barr's uh, tour of the news shows uh, this weekend and how he's, you know, really trying to spin the past, uh, I think that oh, yeah. he sees the right. He sees the writing on the wall uh, of what direction yeah. the wind is is beginning to blow, and I think that that uh, those of you who are extremely worried about you know what has been happening in government, uh, I think that Trump's mm-hmm. influence is is starting to wane. Um, you know, the more that I mean, the the New York Times yesterday. Um, May and this is not behind a paywall, so I'm going to invite you all to definitely go and watch the footage that they have from January 6th. That is new footage right. as far as what's been released, and it's utterly horrifying. Okay, the New York Times felt so strongly that people should watch this footage that they're not going to make you pay to see it. Um, so it's yeah. not behind a paywall. Go go look at it if you have any doubts of whether these people were acting like, you know, if it was just like a group of tourists that entered, uh, you know, that entered the nation's capital. Um, in any case, I think that oh, every time some, something like, like this gets released, um, you know, it undermines the message of the big lie. Um, yep. You know, that, that Trump didn't win the, you know, that, that Trump was cheated out of the election and that Biden didn't win, whatever. Um so, I mean, I think that his influence is waning. Also, um, they handed down indictments for the uh, CFO of the Trump organization and also for, you know, the tr- directed at the Trump organization itself. Uh, that was yeah. done yesterday, and it was made public today. Um, you know, and it concerns a fraud. So... They're going to be looking tax fraud, for tax evasion, fraud, um, money laundering, I think, was one of the charges. Um, yep. And the CFO, they have entered a plea on his behalf and on behalf of the organization of not guilty. But, of course, what you think they were going to do? They're, it's not like the – I mean, these people are used to being questioned and indicted. This is not news. We'll see what fleshes out from it. But I will tell you that the Manhattan DA would not have pursued this if they didn't have a case. So have some confidence that there is evidence to support this. They wouldn't have gone after it if there was no evidence. So there is obviously evidence of some sort. And while I've got the moment, let me remind everybody to please check out The Wild Hunt at wildhunt.org. Give it all your support. It is the pagan paper of record, and we need to keep it rolling. So please go visit. Please become a member in whatever capacity you can. Doesn't cost, it costs less than a cup of coffee, okay? You can, you can join so inexpensively, and it's so worth it to have these fantastic, fantastic journalists, actual journalists, and the Wild Hunt gives us actual journalism, not just from here, but from all around. So please support the Wild Hunt. Okay, back to the news. Did I tell you guys that today's show was going to run a little bit long? I'm telling you now. Welcome to it. Okay, so getting back to and you and and we and when we were discussing the Trump support, just you know to go back and and put a cap on that one. Noise does not equal numbers. That is something we talked about yesterday. So while you do have to pay attention because things, there's all kinds of things going down with the Supreme Court. There, I, I don't remember this many rulings coming this quickly in quite some time, if ever. I don't remember it anyway. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, that's but I, I, it's un, it's amazing to me. Um, but we have to stay vigilant, 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 vigilant. <laughs> I'm thinking villages. But seriously, I mean, I've seen a lot of folks start to relax 
since the Biden-Harris administration started. And while we don't have to wake up in utter terror every morning, like perhaps some of us did, hello, that would have been me, um, we still have to stay vigilant. We still have to keep mindful of the changes that are taking place because a lot of the hard writers are saying that they know they can't win except by cheating. And the way they cheat is to strip voter rolls and enact laws that, you know, restrict certain people, that's code, from voting, the people that don't vote for them. Um, so let's get into some of these uh, interesting cases that have happened. because, And this was just today, this one with the um, – there was uh, there are two provisions of the Arizona voting laws that they said uh, would affect effectively uh, result in racial discrimination. Um, there are certain methodologies of voting in certain states that do not apply to all states necessarily. However, in Arizona, they have been known to use third-party vote collectors. Um, that, is, that is something that they are not going to allow you to do. Uh, they're not going to allow out-of-precinct voting. Um, you have to vote in your precinct. And the problem with that is, is that they keep changing where people go to vote. And the decision uh, supported by Justice Alito says, mere inconvenience cannot be enough to demonstrate a violation, basically, of the current law, the voting laws. So, you know, it's, it's more than inconvenience when you have not enough time off or not the ability to vote because you have to work or you're, you're needing the support of others to help you get to the voting booth. Uh, this, is, this is the beginning. You know, I don't know yeah. what else the laws what other provisions are going to be attacked. These are the two provisions that I know about so far. This, was, this came down this morning. So if you're wondering why you hadn't heard about it yet, it's because it's new information. Um, but there's been all kinds of interesting uh, rulings recently from the Supreme Court, apparently. Um, we were going to talk about the TransUnion versus Ramirez case which is of concern to anyone who has any kind of credit anywhere. Star, would you take us through that one, please? Okay. So um, first I, I want to, um, I just want to be uh, clear on, um, you know, when the court is in session, uh, often it has a, a pretty huge backlog of cases uh, that it, that it huh. hears. Um, and they hold those cases and they deliberate them, and then uh, the court is divided into sessions when when they issue uh, their opinions or decisions on cases. Uh, so I just want to want to be be clear on that. Um, the uh, TransUnion versus Ramirez was originally uh, taken up during the October term of 2020. So it's been uh -huh. uh, that's when they said that they would, you know, that they would that they would hear the case. And then uh, they deliberated uh, and argued, you know, the case, they heard arguments in the case starting uh, March 30th. And, and then uh, they rendered their decision on the on the 25th. Uh, basically, this case is. Uh, you had a class action case against TransUnion uh, due to a, a, basically a breach of information, and uh, they have held that, that TransUnion is, is not is not liable, uh, that it doesn't violate the rights. So. Um, <laughs> Clarence uh, Thomas wrote a very scathing dissent. <laughs> now, for those of you who may not be that familiar with with the court, 
in the Supreme Court. Thomas is uh, one of the most conservative uh, members of the court, um, and he was pretty unhappy with uh, with this case, and it mm-hmm. uh, feels that that not only was harm done, but that it, the fact that they're not recognizing the harm puts uh, uh, puts us all at risk because uh, credit bureaus handle uh, some of the most sensitive personal information regarding finances. And the fact that, that, that they could suffer a breach or you know, allow this information to pass to a third party uh, mm-hmm. is extremely con- concerning. And to see that as not causing harm, because people that um, they inaccurately listed uh, people as being terrorists um, and drug traffickers, and they didn't check the information. So they're giving this information to right. third parties uh, who are seeking to verify a person's credit, and they mischaracterize uh, a number of people as the wrong person. So yep. in addition to, to like, the, the, the breach that we saw of uh, one of the other credit bureaus that happened – Earlier, that was in, I think that was in 20, it was either in 2019 or 2020, uh, where their whole database was was breached. Uh, Now you have TransUnion, because, and and I'm mentioning this because this case also uh, sets a precedent for the whole mess with the data breach. Um, Right. So instead of, verifying and they they just simply did not check their information so imagine that you go and apply for a house loan and you get turned down because transunion has flagged you as uh you know as someone who is guilty of trafficking drugs or has been identified as a a terrorist or a child mm-hmm. molester, or any other, you know, kind of serious federal crime. Um, and so, you know, but the court does not see that as being, you know, as causing harm or, you know, or irreparable harm. Uh, so this is really right. serious, and it's a really, this may be as bad a decision as the court has ever handed down. I mean the fact that that uh, that Clarence Thomas is saying that that he wrote the dissent on, on this decision mm-hmm. and disagreed with uh, the majority is uh, is pretty stunning. Uh, I mean, really. Yeah. You know, and so I would assume that this would even affect cases of identity theft because, you know, it's not just third parties, is it? Um, well, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, you know, first of all, let me just stress that I am not a lawyer. I do not have a law degree. <laughs> um, <clears throat> right. And even for somebody who just basically, you know, has who has a a law degree, Um, constitutional law is is a whole uh, different kettle of fish. Um, Right. So I'm not not sure how... I'm just concerned. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know if it's necessary. One will necessarily lead into the other, but I don't think my fear is necessarily unfounded. We'll have to see, you know, what other cases come up. But well, I'm, I'm just concerned I will say, that if you don't have to verify, that's kind of scary if you don't have to verify someone's identity 
Well, I don't know that they're saying that they can't verify, you know, that, that they shouldn't be doing that or that they should not continue to do that. What they are saying is right. that it did not cause, um, you know, financial harm or harm of, uh, you know, or any notable, notable harm uh, that was, you know, su- sufficient. Uh, hmm. So, but I mean, I will, if you talk to anybody who's ever had to deal with identity theft, they will tell you that, I mean, yeah. it is, it is, it is almost impossible to get your record cleaned up with the three uh, credit bureaus. Uh, really? So, wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. It takes, it, it can take years to, to get that information oh, corrected. Um, so, I mean, they weren't doing a great job before this. And uh, so who, who knows right. what it's, what it's going to look like um, now that, you know, that they are like, well, we can't be held accountable. Um, you know, so. Right. That's, yeah, that's kind of scary to me. <laughs> so, well, it's not kind of scary. It's a lot scary. Um, so, so boys and girls, be sure to check your credit report regularly. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but it's also due to this kind of fuckery uh, with with the credit bureaus that most uh, major credit cards offer you um, access to uh, to checking your credit. You know, you can check your credit uh, pretty much yes. for free all the time. Uh, American Express, Discover, um, they both offer uh, you know you the ability to check your to check your credit score. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is this is concerning, um, you know. But we're also we are dealing with a um, with a conservative court, you know, that the balance is six three. So, uh, you know, unless <laughs> unless something major happens, I don't necessarily see there being um, anything really really changing. Um, you know, of course, there's right. nothing that says that the court can't be expanded. To have a larger number uh, sitting on it, uh, it's been done in the past, and um, you know. So, I mean, there's historical precedent for expanding the court, but I can't imagine that with the what the makeup of the of the Senate right now, because it would require a two-thirds majority in order for uh, for the court to be expanded. So I don't I don't see that happening. Right. I mean we can't we can't even get the Voting Rights Act um, uh, passed. Passed. So yeah. because it, it requires it requires a you know sixty votes also. Um, so we 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 will see. Um, some of the other um, cases, you know, uh, Clarence Thomas has just been. Uh, he, he's been pretty. He's been pretty interesting uh, in some of the. <laughs> yeah. To, he, I was, frankly, a little surprised by uh, his dissent, um, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I rarely agree with him, but I agreed with him on his dissent in the TransUnion Ramirez case. Um, Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. then. Uh, there was also uh, I'm looking for the the case. Uh, well, there was also um, they've also decided to uh, uphold the anti-eviction measure that had been passed um, yep. when the pandemic was getting to its height and people couldn't work. So that fortunately has been upheld for now, um, which I hope will will give some people some kind of emergency, you know, um, take away a bit of the fear in the immediate. I mean, I don't know what happens when that finally stops. I don't know if people are being expected to pay all of their rent or the whole mortgage that's been 
I mean, I have the, no idea how this works. I mean, how do you do that? Okay. So, okay. So, first of all, there there are um, there there are separate programs. Um, there is one federal program that if you, which is the the. Um, I don't even think that they necessarily ruled on that. They just said we're not going to, you know, they were not going to take up the case or, or rule against it. And that was because the CDC, uh, that was one of the recommendations that the CDC made was for uh, right. the program to continue until, uh, I think it's through to September maybe. Um but that yeah. program in particular, um, eligible people can, uh, they apply to the program and then uh, using COVID funds um, that were set aside yeah. specifically uh, as part of that, basically reimburse the landlord. So it covers, it covers ah, their, okay. their rent, either, either some or all of it. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly okay. sure, but, then there were a number of state programs, which uh, in North Carolina, of course, the the General Assembly voted to end that pro. You know, rather than extending it, they they voted to let it expire, which it expired last night at midnight. So anyone in North Carolina that was covered under that program uh, now can face eviction unless they qualify for the federal program. So so right. that's. Um, and it's yeah. and it is it's it's very confusing, um, but a lot of this. I mean, I think that it it bears reminding people that so much of of the uh, COVID relief programs were kind of roughly stitched together, um, and it was largely left up to the states to fend for themselves in all of this and kind of develop their own programs and. Um, you know, so it's it's really created kind of a mess. I mean, even though uh, now we have uh, better government oversight and a more consistent uh, policy uh, with the yeah. uh, with the most re- recent uh, legislation or executive order legislation that, and legislation that was passed, uh, it's it's more it's better uh, and more consistent. But you still have state programs, and I think so far, uh, I think about half of the states have done away with uh, eviction protections at the state level. Um, I think wow. 26, state, 26 states are planning to end unemployment benefits, the, um, the pandemic uh, relief aspect of, of unemployment benefits at the state level, or, you know, um, at both the state and the federal level. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, the case that I was I'm looking for. I'm concerned because, which one are you looking for? I was um, just going to say, I was concerned. The, the thing I was concerned about was, you know, the, we started the show with talking about the variants. And if the variants and, and offshoots from that continue to, go, to grow in strength, I mean, and I don't know this for a fact, obviously, because I'm not predicting the future, but if things get bad again for some reason, we're going to have to, like, start all over again. And it just seems like, I mean, have we learned anything? Have we got enough in place to take care of people? It just feels like everyone's saying, oh, we're free now, and we're so not. You know what I mean? Like we're free of the disease, and, you know, we don't know what we're looking at. We don't know if there's going to be another variant on top of the Delta that's worse than – I mean, we just don't know what it's going to look like. So it just seems like we're stopping certain things very prematurely, like – you know, ending these protections on, you know, evictions and, and, and other things. You know, all of a sudden places are saying you don't have to wear a mask. No, you do have to wear a mask if you're going to fully protect yourself because we don't know. There's so much that we don't know, you know. All facts are, are 
in retrospect, we don't know until after shit's happened. And I think we need to to maybe stay, I think we needed to stay in more of a situation where we were more concerned about protecting ourselves because it just seems like, I don't know, it's like being mole people and suddenly we can see the light of day again and we suddenly think everything's all right and cured and it isn't. True. Which is True. scary, you know. Wow. But anyway, the 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 case you were looking for. Oh, was that um, one of the things that uh, uh, Judge Justice Thomas has said in just the last few days was that um, he didn't feel that um, that a uh, a prohibition on interstate use or cultivation of of marijuana. Uh, yes, uh, may no longer be necessary <laughs> or proper to support the federal government's piecemeal support. Um, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, and 36 states now allow medical marijuana and 18 yep. allow recreational uh, use. But there's still, you know, federal laws in place that, um, that prevent uh, businesses that sell that sell marijuana, you know, I mean, um, there's problems for them with banking. There's problems for them with, uh, with taxes. Um, so, uh, yep. it's, it'll be interesting to see, see where that goes, but it was kind of, you know, first we have this dissent from him and then he's like, well, who knows the, the federal government really probably doesn't, you know, maybe doesn't need to be, uh, uh using the, enforcing its laws or, or having laws that against the use or, or uh, cultivation of marijuana. So that was just kind of as, as an aside. Um, He's the, a complicated the, uh, man. I guess. <laughs> He's a complicated I, man. Um, <laughs> the, the other um, really kind of landmark case was the Gavin Grimm case which they declined to hear, which was all about um, being able to use for, um, as a, as a trans uh, person, Uh, Grimm had filed a, um, a lawsuit for being forced to to use, uh, not being able to use the bathroom of their choice. Uh, And the court just declined to hear that case. So it uh, upheld the the appellate uh, decision, which was, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it was seen as a big right, a, a big win for the rights of uh, uh, transgender individuals. So that was a, that was a good thing, um, but I, yeah, I think that you have to look at the decisions coming out of this court and just kind of you know, um, it's a it's a little crazy. A little crazy because you've got there's um, something you know, for everyone <laughs> with a, there's with, something well, for everybody court, yeah well with a court this conservative um you know and yeah. it may be that they declined to care, to hear the case um simply because it wasn't uh, you know those members on the court who lean far to the right um yeah didn't feel that it would um Rendered the decision that they would that they would like, but it's it's hard, you know, that there may be a better case coming in, in the pipeline where they can screw over the the trans community. community. Who knows? Um, but it's interesting yeah. nonetheless. So I think that uh, you know that like I said, the makeup of the court is very conservative. Uh, you know, six yeah. three basically. Yep. Yep. Trump did a lot of damage. He installed a lot of a lot of conservatives in play, in lower courts, uh, not to mention the Supreme Court. Uh, and you know, we're unfortunately just because Trump's not around doesn't mean his influence isn't. But as we said earlier, support for him is starting to wane, and hopefully that at some point will make a, a difference and have an effect on 
on local judges and courts, and we'll just have to see where it goes. But I, I, I think I'm ready to wrap. My brain is full. What do you say, Star? I'm yeah. All right, everybody. We're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it here. So from from just to remind you all uh, to please support the Wild Hunt. Uh, wildhunt.org please visit it please support it please read it always good full of good information and uh, real journalism which is so necessary right now so on behalf of of the two of us I'm going to say wear a mask and check your credit score and we will see (laughs) y'all next month take care everybody have a good one I'll see you tomorrow night with Talison Govannon Have a good night.